I came down here and I brought my athletic greens. Amongst amongst all the debauchery mm. that is down here, mm-hmm. I brought athletic greens and I'm still starting my day wow. with AG. That's pretty amazing, Joe, honestly. That you go to, you know, again, like you said, this debaucherous sort of tournament. But, hey, AG, Athletic Greens before tequila, you know? I, I just, before everything, you know? Yeah. It's my, my wife has a, has a T-shirt that says, but first, coffee. <laughs> so funny. And I'm saying, but first, Athletic Greens, uh, <laughs> one scoop of 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, adaptogens, adaptogens to help start your day right. Adaptogens. I didn't even know that was in there. No wonder I shot 74. <laughs> <laughs> I shot one under the 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Yeah. I had some math. I, I, I took my greens this morning. You know what happens after I do, I take my athletic greens. We won't go into detail, but let's just say it's a regular occurrence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, athletic greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him $100 a day. And now, now, thanks to uh, thanks to this podcast, they're going to give you not only their product, but a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do, visit athleticgreens.com slash daddyissues. That's the most important part, athleticgreens.com slash daddyissues to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Cavalry Audio. Only because of my sheer dedication. This is crazy, Joe. To this podcast. I, I, I can't. Why believe- don't you? Why don't you tell the people? What I can't I'm believe you're doing this. Joe is having the time of his life. He's tan. He's toned. His hair's growing in incredibly. He's got a Travis Matthews hat on. He his glasses are just so clean. It's like he's not even wearing them. His shirt is beautifully pressed. He just shot seventy four today. He's in Cabo San Lucas at a golf tournament. Yet he takes the time to get on daddy issues because he knows and understands how much. This podcast means to the people listening. That is the dedication of Joe Buck. That is the beauty of Joe Buck. He is a work ethic like no one I've ever known. And if I could just have one sixteenth of that, I would have won seven Academy Awards by now. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Good job. Thank uh, you. Yeah, no, I, 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 I did. I played good golf today. That's why I'm happy uh, <laughs> you got on here because you're – if you really want to add in where we were and where we're now recording, you know, you're an hour and 30 plus minutes behind, but but we we pushed it back an hour today. Yeah. So you're selling a show and I'm here and your last text to me was don't yell at me. You know <laughs> that I'm going to come on here firing at you and I'm not. I'm happy because I played good golf. Oh god. It's not your fault. 
Yeah. It's not your fault that Thank you're you. selling a show and it got pushed back a little bit. Thank and, you. And God love you. I'm just here to root for you and, oh, look uh, at this. and let you know that that I'm in your corner today. Can we play can we play a little role play game? Like can we do that whole speech over, but this time you shot an eighty four? Then what happens? <laughs> Why I mean, how many times do I do we have to be late? on this podcast for you to understand that I have things to do also. This is not only about you. This is not about Oliver's little personal schedule that gets kicked around and, and everybody else is waiting on you. And now here we are an hour and a half after the fact, uh, you know, if you want to do the podcast, let's do it. Uh, no, I, I don't feel good doing any of that. No, right. I know, but it's good. Now I know you can feel your uppity energy. I know what it's like to shoot a good score, and everything just changes. The day gets brighter. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> the day gets brighter. Uh, a whole load is off my... And we're playing eightsomes, so oh, yeah, we're yeah. playing with pros. Um, I, 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 You know, Dante Jimenez is in our group. Mm -hmm. uh, your stand-in, Maxime Blandon, is crushing it. Is he? Uh, yeah, I mean, he shot 69 on his own ball and didn't make anything. So, uh, God. didn't make any putts. Is he? He's uh, a good dude. I'm assuming it. he's a good guy. You know what's? You know what's odd? And maybe this can be a nice topic for our podcast right now. He's tapping into my inner voice that believes in my being that believes I'm actually only 30, mm -hmm. but I'm 52. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm basically on a guy's trip with a 27-year-old young man mm -hmm. who's starting his business and and he's successful and and yet I look at him as an equal. He, I have a 25-year-old daughter, almost, you know, she uh, 20 damn near 26-year-old daughter. This kid's 27. <laughs> I'm like if this was the Big Brothers Big Sisters program, I I, I am a big brother to this guy, <laughs> and I, yet I'm hanging out with him. We come back in the evening, we watch Squid Game, which is a <laughs> just a freak show, and then go to bed, get up, and I'm talking to him in the morning and on the golf course and at all points in between, like he's you, yeah. like he's my longtime buddy. And and it's it's really kind of grotesque that a fifty two year old man <laughs> can look at a twenty seven year old young man and think, oh yeah, he's just like yeah, me. We're, we're the just same. two guys hanging out. No, but that's not true because you're a very young spirited person. You may be in your fifties, but you you know you you don't act like you are in your fifties. Your your energy is not like a mid fifties man who's sort of plodding along through his life. I mean, I'm 10 or maybe less than 10 years younger and I feel like I'm 20 years old. Like I, 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 I don't think I'll ever really grow up, you know? So I, I, right. I think that it's not disgusting. I think it's you. That's why you relate to your daughters yeah. probably so well too, because you are their dad, but it's some, it, it, in some way you're on their level as well. You can speak to them and relate to them. You're not so far right. gone. Well, I, I think it's brought home to me um, when we're listening, we're choosing music for the round of golf on the speaker, mm. the newly purchased speaker in the cart. Oh, on roofless? And it's like, on roofless. And uh, it's like, what do you want to listen to? And he's naming DJs. Right. And I'm thinking, 
You know, you want to listen to Boston? You want to listen to classic <laughs> rock right now? How about uh, little Richard Marks? You know, what about some yes, some <laughs> Richard Marks? Uh, maybe some Weird Al Yankovic mi- mixed in, and and he's like, no, you need to uh, you need to listen to Lupe Fiasco, and uh, <laughs> and uh, you need to listen to. Uh, I can't even think of. I have a mental block on the the. Oh, all the EDM artists like quotes. you need the Diplo's new stuff. New stuff. Yeah, Diplo. Uh, Diplo is very good. Uh, <laughs> in in this kids from Martinique. Uh, I love him like a brother, like a son. You'll never be replaced. Um, I'm going to look it up right now, what we've been... Oh, Rufus Del Sol. Oh. Rufus Del Sol is EDM, <laughs> but it's very cool. <laughs> I'm like, I, what am I doing? I, I, I'm, I'm, so is this that, is like is my that, week with Marilyn. Is that what you were playing? Was it like that sort of like... Rufus like, Del Sol, yeah. Is it like heroin Ibiza music? Like that sort of like, <laughs> you know, EDM <laughs> stuff? Right. It's like you're you're going you're looking for bottle service uh as <laughs> right. you know, you go around a corner up to the par three and, and it's very mood setting and but whatever. <laughs> I guess, you know, I remember a, a saying on a placard at uh the Missouri Athletic Club. It says, We don't stop playing when we grow old. We grow old when we stop playing. Mm-hmm. This is true. My, it, I, I couldn't agree with that more. I might get that tattooed on me. Oh, speaking of tattoos, you know what? I, on my last night in Albuquerque, I just got super high. And I was like, I'm just going to get really, really high tonight. You make that decision like to the point of panic. Like if you feel panicky, you've reached your limit. And I was just oh my had my uh, <laughs> and I had my head. I can't imagine you ever getting to that point. Oh, no, I do. Oh, for sure. Yeah, where you're like, oh my god, like I I, I can't breathe, but I kind of like it. Like I'm I've, I'm really baked now. Like okay, <laughs> ride it out, baby. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I started listening to David Bowie with my headphones on, Ground Control, and I was so immersed in this song, <laughs> and <laughs> I decided in the moment. And of course, I think it's gone away, but I still like it, but I'm not going to do it. I was like, I'm going to get a tattoo of the planet Earth is blue and there's nothing I can do. I'm going to tattoo that on me. <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. And I was going to do it like on my collarbone or like on my clavicle, like like right here, you know, or like my chest yeah. area. Because I was so, you know, it's like the placard is what reminded me of this. Throughout the whole song, you understand what the song's about. And he's like, planet Earth is blue and there's nothing I can do. I just love that concept of you just can't control certain things in your life, you know? And it's right. easier just to let go. The planet there's blue and there's nothing I can fucking do. That's it. And I was so connected to that concept in my blazed state. I'm like, I'm tattooing that shit on my body. Oh my God. I'm not I mean, that it. would have been such a mistake. You can do so much better. What about we built this city? Oh God, yes. We built this city on rock and roll. Put that around your neck. That's a great idea. Maybe we can. Maybe I can get. We built this city, and you put on rock and roll, like on our arms, and we can connect them together. Yes, and then we'll get Josh <laughs> to put knee deep in the hoopla, and we'll get Margot to put uh, <laughs> knee deep in the hoopla, sinking in your knee fight. Knee deep in the hoop. Yeah, there you go. Too you got many it. runaways eating up the night. 
Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break with more Daddy Issues. Oh, congratulations on your viral. You and I both kind of went, we, and since we've last talked, we've had kind of viral moments. You yeah. and your sister singing happy birthday to Britney Spears. Why don't you walk us through what happened there? Well, um, it was an interesting situation. She has a friend who is friends with my sister as well and friends with me, who is very good friends with, that's Wilder calling, who's who's very good friends with Britney Spears. Apparently, Britney has taken a liking to me. I, 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 platonically, I, I, you know, she's feeling Oliver Hudson, the Hudson Express, I don't know. She is married, but I get a text, a group text with Kate. And she's he, married, but she's out of lockdown. Yeah, she's out of lockdown. Or, and she, we get a text saying, Britney would lose it. She would love a birthday song from me, from Oliver. And I read it, and I'm like, okay, whatever. I, I didn't even think about it. Then all of a sudden, 10 minutes later, my sister's filming me. And she's like, do a happy birthday for Britney Spears. And I'm like, okay. And I just sang the song, and we sent it off to Britney. And uh, next thing I know, it's on Instagram. And that was it. But she sent me back, or they sent me back, a, a clip of her listening to it, <laughs> which is great as well. <laughs> oh, my God. Does that seem a little... I, I don't know. Weird? I mean, no, I don't know. You know, I it's fine. I mean, I got some, a couple more followers. You know, life is good. <laughs> <laughs> and you did your you did your typical song thing where you're like, yeah, happy birthday yeah. to you. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where you're just feeling it, and it's still yeah. kind of horrible, but it's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But, well. It was written up in like magazines, whatever online. It was like Oliver Hudson does like a snazzy R and B version of "Happy Birthday," <laughs> <laughs> liked by Brian McKnight. Oh, I love Brian McKnight. <laughs> yeah, but you went viral uh, as well with the Mannings, right? Yeah, that was last night. I did the Manning cast, and uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, uh. Peyton took a little shot at me saying, oh, Buck knows nothing about coverages and Aikman's rarely wrong, but Joe Buck knows nothing. And I got all bent out of shape and sent every member of his family a text like, what the fuck? What the hell is bullshit? <laughs> and uh, it took two weeks. Peyton's like, hey, I heard you were upset. I was just, and by that point, I was almost embarrassed that I was upset about it because yeah. that stuff comes and goes. Nobody cares. No. And, it has no lasting power whatsoever. I was like, "Ah, it's all good. Don't worry about it." I'm just like, you know, when a guy of your stature says that I know nothing about what I'm calling, then you know, it, it's, it it carries a little bit of weight. So, mm -hmm. but all good, all good. He goes, "Hey, I still want you on the Manning cast. Will you come on?" And I said, "Yeah." And then I got a text from him a couple of weeks later, and. I went on last night, and it was fun. You know, the hard thing was, and and I was wondering if it only happened because I was in Cabo, but I it didn't because I, I finally watched a lot of it, and they had Letterman on first, and then Akib Tlaib, and then I was the last guest. Mm -hmm. There's such a delay. There's mm. a delay. So Peyton's in Denver, I think, and Eli's in New Jersey, mm -hmm. and then the game is being run out of Bristol, Connecticut, and then these different guests, Letterman's wherever he is in Montana and Akib Dalib is wherever he is. And I'm in Cabo 
and and the delay doesn't allow you to really be quick. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to really be mindful of the other person and their question being finished or their comment being finished so you can jump in and then there's that little gap. So it's it's awkward and uh <laughs> you know, he said, you know, hey Joe, uh, do you ever wonder you ever wish you could have a a guest, you know, that you could interview when a game's a blowout, you and Troy could talk to and my mind fired. I was very proud of myself. I said, <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the I think the last time I thought of that was when uh, you played Seattle in the Super Bowl because that thing was like, <laughs> it was a blowout from the first snap, yep. it felt like, and you're doing a game for 110 million people. Like, my God, this game sucks. And <laughs> and now we've got 110 million people. Now all you know, you know people are at home, they're at parties, whatever. They're like, they couldn't care less about the game and and it wasn't close enough for even the betting line to matter. And you know, they're just waiting for the next Doritos commercial. Yes, exactly. Uh, That's all they care about. Yeah. I know. Uh, I I saw you're just, you're basically killing time. He cracked between like a go daddy, go daddy commercial (laughs) and, and Doritos, but he laughed his ass off. Yeah. And, and, and good for him. And, uh, and we're good. And Eli doesn't like me. He's never liked me. His wife hates me. The really? mom doesn't like me. Yeah, because I guess they think I've always been too harsh on Eli if he has a bad game. Like whenever we did a game of Eli's, I would get a text like, hey, be good to Eli. And, you know, at some point, I, there, I it was never intentionally harsh is just like if, if, if a game's not good and he's throwing interceptions, yeah, it's not going to sound good from the guys that are calling the game. If they, if he's won, I, I did him winning a super bowl. I mean, all glory to Eli Manning when you do a game like that. Yeah. So it's just being sensitive of somebody that you love. And, and uh, I would I be the same way if it was, I know, but it's crazy. You're not in, you're in a different kind of position though. It's not even about your opinion. It's about you just calling a game and what do they expect you to do? Be like, Oh, Eli Manning through another pick. Like, ah, I'm so sorry, buddy. Like you're, you're really great. <laughs> you're he's a great person, you know, an amazing dad, amazing son, brother. He threw a pick, but you know what? It doesn't even matter because he's just, He's just a soulful, loving human. <laughs> that if he comes back, if he makes a comeback, that's what I'm going to go with. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So perfect. I, I spent the entire time. So one of my friends, uh, this guy I went to high school with, Pat B, and texted me. He's like, "Hey, can't believe you're going on with the Mannings. I know for a fact Eli and his family hate you." I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. Okay. He goes, I probably shouldn't be telling you that right before you go on. He goes, but really, it's Eli's wife really doesn't like you. And I'm like, okay. Um, And so I went in with the mindset of Mm -hmm. I'm going to make Eli like me Mm -hmm. and I'm going to rip Peyton to make Eli like me. That was kind of my, that was my mission statement. How did it go? Uh, I mean, how, how did it, how do you think you came out? I think I came out well. In fact, at the end, I was like, Eli, I know you don't like me, but. Hey, you and I, we're going to someday I'm going to be next year. We're going to take a long walk around a lake sometime. And I'm going to make you like me on that walk we take. And, (laughs) and as I was ripping Peyton, he's like, all right, you're making, and I was making fun of myself for the David Tyree, 
helmet catch in the Super Bowl. I was explaining why yeah. you can't go crazy on a catch like that when you're not sure it's a completion. And right. He's like, all right, you're 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 earning some points here. And then when I ripped Peyton, he's like, oh, now you're really earning some points. I said, I'm just going to live in the land of trying to make Eli like me more. And if Peyton likes me less, then that's fine. So essentially, Eli was kind of in a roundabout way admitting that he didn't really care for you by saying, oh, you're <laughs> you're scoring some points. Yeah, he didn't fight me on right. the premise that I threw out there that he that he doesn't like me. But right. he wasn't like, no, 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 of course you're not. You're right. <laughs> no, none of that. So at the end, I was like, hey, Eli, uh, if if you know you want to send me a Christmas card, uh, I guess I'll I'll text Peyton because <laughs> it's his number that I have, not yours. And then this morning, I got a text from Eli, like, you hey, did. here's my number. Yeah, that was a blast. Thanks for coming on. It was so funny. We loved it. Thanks for ripping Peyton. So it was good. Oh, good. Oh, good. Hey, Joe, you made a new friend. I made a new friend, and then Natalie, my daughter, is like, oh, my God, the the Twitter loves you. I was like, let's frame that fucking right. text. Because uh, give it 17 minutes, yeah. Twitter won't love me. But for, for, like, for a brief moment in time, yeah, uh, the world was smiling on me, and and that means that payback is coming. And no, I'll get on I this think podcast at some point. I just think smashed. I think between this podcast, between sort of your social media, going out on other podcasts, you being you, going on the Mannings, we're slowly turning the Titanic around. You know what I mean? It, right. It's slowly turning around. I think. Right off the bottom of the North Atlantic. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I guess you can't turn the Titanic around anymore. Maybe the Queen no. the Queen Mary. I should use a different boat. One that's not at the bottom yeah, of the ocean. We got it like the Lusitania. No, that's gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh you know, SS. I, I, you got some sportscaster of the year thing from for the win, like the top play-by-play -play personality. Like today's my, I shot 74. God, it's all working. There's no wonder I was not pissed when you were I know. late. Were you having cocktails on the golf tonight. course today? Not many. No, no I, I, maybe that's why I played well. Uh, I, I uh, smoked a cigar. Mm. I had a couple of beers. Nice. I listened to Diplo and whatever that <laughs> other thing was. And, uh, and now here we are doing a podcast while the entire resort is like going crazy, <laughs> uh, maybe less than a nautical mile from here. I'm I'm sitting here looking into my computer screen. So uh, what's my friend? Oliver. What's happening right now that you're not being a part of? Like what's actually going on? Well, it's what is it? Six? Um, not much. There's a dinner at seven, so I'm good. I'm, right. I'm not. I have no FOMO right now, but tell me about what you're going to do. We talked about it last time. Yeah. I know you're getting your podcasts, uh, you know, running together, mm -hmm. but tell me what you're going to do tomorrow. How do you pack? Are you excited to go on a six day fishing yes. trip, deep sea fishing trip? Do you Very know who's much. coming on? Are you going to miss your kids? Will you make it back alive? Well, my wife is always the one that's the most nervous, you know, even though it's safe. She doesn't seem to understand that, you know, technology has advanced to where we can see the weather patterns and you can see big swells and hurricanes if they were to be, you know, forming in the south. 
So we're good there. I'm not worried about that. Um, but she just gets nervous when I'm on the ocean. And I'm out of range. I'm, I'm, I'm hundreds of miles of out. I'm hundreds of miles out to sea. But I'm excited. This is like my, this is my passion. You know, I leave at four in the morning, get on a boat in San Diego and cruise. And then we're out. We're off to Guadalupe Island to catch, hopefully, big tuna. You know, packing was good. You want to know my pack? Just fishing clothes, dude. It's not, not too exciting. Packing a bunch of booze, some beer, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, you got to make sure your gear Beef is jerky. all perfect. You're bringing some jerky. Bringing some jerky. And, um, you know, the whole gearing up is the fun part. Getting your rods together, making sure your reels are good, going to the tackle store, you know, just getting prepared is is half the fun. But um, I'm tired, dude. Do you, tired, too. But, do you po- <laughs> but before you go, like, I don't know much about fishing, but do you polish your rod? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. When, actually, you polish your rod when you finish fishing as like a reward in a sense. You know, I mean, you 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 fish hard and once you're done, you polish you polish the shit out of your rod. Make sure that it's nice and shiny. Okay. Um I have some other questions. Yeah. Did do you think Wahlberg did the right thing in the perfect storm? steering into that wave no like if, if you are faced with that yeah um well how are you going to approach a rogue wave coming just to overtake the boat they got greedy you know they they went to the flemish cap they knew what was happening they knew what was coming um they didn't have the tech that we got today but they needed to get that fish home otherwise it would have spoiled and they would have lost you know however many dollars but at what cost you know what they could have just stayed out at flemish cap they could have just hung out rode the storm out somewhere else but they headed right into the middle of it is that what you typically would get if you trust george clooney i think the real problem was is that george clooney was the captain and if you had a real captain on the andrea gale then nothing would have happened but george clooney doesn't really know how to skip or a boat And that's the issue, really, if we're going to get down to it, you know? If you're enjoying this episode of Daddy Issues, don't keep it to yourself, please. Share the love and tell a friend about Daddy Issues and go subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We beg you. That's right. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss what's coming up right after the break. Um, I have two more things to bring up. Okay. Uh, not about your trip, uh, but uh, kind of about your trip. But in the meantime, my mom has called me four times since we got on this thing. Now, my mom is 83. <laughs> Why? And she knows I'm in Cabo. Mm-hmm. I don't think she understands the fact that when she calls and I can't pick up, that I still know she called mm-hmm. like with caller ID. I, I don't. And so then I'll call her back and she'll say, oh, I just called you. I'm like, yeah, I know because it says missed call four times with your number. So I got that. Um, But let me ask you a question before you you go on. Do you get worried though? Like, or does she call consecutively so much that you know that there's nothing wrong? 
essentially she could be crying wolf all this time. And then right now she actually needs you. There's something dire, but you're like, oh, mom. Well, I can't do anything from here. There's nothing I can do. Right. So here, that leads me into my next question. Mm -hmm. I don't think in the 25 years that I've been a parent, I've ever been business term coming your way out of pocket Ooh. for six consecutive days. Like, I don't think I've ever been as here's an Instagram word for you off the grid Ooh. the way you're about to be off the grid. So is it unnerving to not talk to Aaron and her boyfriend before they go to sleep <laughs> at night and your kids? Uh, do you worry that something could happen over the next six days where you're needed and you're out of pocket and nobody, if, if something God forbid happens, can you be contacted out in the ocean? Yes. Yes, I can. Um, it's a great question. It's my time to sort of, you know, check out. It's always in the back of your mind. Like, Oh, if something goes wrong, I'm way the fuck out here. But I try not to think about that because what's the point of that? I'm just making myself crazy. I call them um, every night, and there's a sat phone, satellite phone on board. I actually have my own satellite phone now, but I can't find it, which is a whole other podcast. And uh, so I can call them. I call them whenever I want, and I always call at least once a day. So, and if, God forbid, there was something to go wrong, Aaron knows how to get a hold of the boat. You know, I, I've been on this boat enough now to where I know the right people that she needs to call to, you know, contact the, contact the Excel. But quick stories, quick stories. Is that your mom again? Yeah. <laughs> quick stories from the Excel because I've been on this boat for a long, long time and I've never been on the boat when this has happened, but I think they've had four deaths on the boat, you know, like heart attack. And I got like a few heart attacks and someone fell down the stairs or whatever. When they're out to sea and the body is, there's dead, it's lifeless. There's no recovery. Um, yeah, I got that part. So dead, the body, the person's dead. The person is dead. There is no, okay. right, right. They put them in the, uh, in the, in the walk-in freezer and just keep fishing. Come on. Yeah, they do. They do. Because what, you, if, you, uh, if you think about it, you're sometimes, depending on what, what the trip is and how long it is, you could be a thousand miles from home and you're in Mexican waters, you know? So you just put the body in the freezer and keep fishing. So whose job is it to then call that person's family? To tell them that uh, dad's dead and in the free, walk-in freezer right now? Uh, I, I probably, you know, the captain, I guess, you know. What's I, your captain's name? Do you know what you, is the same captain every year? Yeah, Justin. Captain Ron. Captain Ron. Captain Justin. Justin and Mike. Mike's the second. Hey, this is Justin. Uh, Mike's here. You're on speakerphone. Uh, just wanted to tell you, uh, that, uh, Bill's not coming home. <laughs> <laughs> alive he's in the walk-in freezer anyway we're gonna keep fishing right. uh everything's good out here uh don't worry about us we'll bring him home oh and by the way uh he did catch a bunch of fish before he passed how do you want me to deal with that should i 
take it to the processor? Do you want this fish? We flash freeze it and send it to you. Would you would you care for the fish more than you would care for Bill's <laughs> remains? Would you like <laughs> would you like it? And and I brought up uh Squid Games. I'm I'm four episodes into that yeah. thing. Have you watched any yeah, of that? Yeah, I've seen the whole thing. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. wow. It's good. It's trippy. It's unbelievable. I like, and the I liked acting. It. The acting is so good, and I love it. I can't get enough of it. I'm watching it before I go to sleep, and it's, it's, it's invading my dreams it is. at night. And and watching it in Korean, yeah, and having the English subtitles is the acting is oh. off the charts. I mean, if you think about these people being in this oh, room, I didn't do that. I, I watched the I watched the dub. Yeah, no. Got to you. Got to watch it in Korean. That's so good. Oh yeah, I didn't know that I could for some reason. I thought that but was. But I part watch of it. Yellowstone in Korean. Oh well, who doesn't? Yeah, I mean the Korean Rip. Costner is amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, Squid Game is great. Well, and it it, it uh, I, I I'm gonna I think I'm gonna rewatch it with the subtitles because it took me a minute to get used to the dub, but I need to just watch it in. In Korean, I agree. Um, oh, my sister just texted me that Bateman's in the new. Uh, why aren't you up for any of that? These live, like Family Ties, or um, oh, you mean like a, a, a Facts of Life, different strokes? Uh, Jason Bateman's in it, I guess. One of those. What's he doing? You mean you mean like a reboot? You know, they do they do these live. Seventies, uh, eighties sitcoms right. that are now done like a stage show in live yeah, TV. I don't want to do that. I don't You'd know. be so good. You would have been so good as Willis in the Jeffersons, or mm-hmm. you know, uh, Kevin Hart is playing Gary Coleman in Different Strokes. Is that real? Or are you making a joke? No, I'm. I'm really, I would never joke about that because Different Strokes was a seminal show in my life. Uh, yeah wow yes this this is the new fad ever new fad the new i've fad. never watched one of them neither have I. I i lived for the jeffersons i did I too i have for... no interest though i just don't have any interest but i hear they're great like jamie fox was apparently amazing in uh in uh our all in the family right was it all in the family yeah or was it no it's jefferson well they, they did both they did both they did both they went back to back which they used to, i'm older than you and that used to be i think uh the jeffersons was a spinoff from all in the family oh was it i didn't even know yeah that. Uh, those are both norman George jefferson was archie bunker's neighbor oh wow you've got all this history yeah that was norman lear right Norman Lear with the hat, yeah. Yeah, how many the people do you Gilligan think, hat that he wears? How many people turned off the podcast by now? You think? <laughs> I'm talking Norman. Uh, it doesn't Nor- matter. Norman Lear. <laughs> <laughs> you know the kids with their Norman Lear and all their. Oh, Margo's texted something into the uh, command center. Let's see yes, uh, what she's got coming our way. Different strokes today. Kevin Hart will depict the character of Arnold Jackson in a live reenactment of the sitcom Different Strokes. See, I do not lie. God. Even though Kevin Hart is a 40-year-old man mm-hmm. and Arnold Jackson was like an 8- to 12-year-old boy. I know. Kevin Hart is playing Gary Coleman. That's part of the fun, Joe. Oh, you know what? Um, I guess they didn't tell me not to say anything, but I'm doing... Um 
Fox NFL playoff stuff again. Hey, what are you, you gonna do? I don't know. It's on my phone. I, it, it, they they asked me to do. It. I said, of course. You know. So January seventh, I think I'm shooting something. I, I don't know. Something for the NFC, maybe. I don't know. But I was like, oh hell yeah, let's go. I'm excited. <laughs> so I mean, that's phenomenal. Yeah. that makes me so happy. And I got uh, Kurt. Kate did a. a Years ago, when I used to talk to your sister, she yeah. did a voiceover for the tease for Fox NFL Sunday. Then Kurt did the the lead-ins to the two Super Bowl teams. Yep, uh, which was the Denver Seattle. Oh, uh, that was Super that Bowl game. that That's I right. referenced earlier. Yeah, and now uh, you did uh, you I'm played doing the, the playoffs. Role of, uh, Lamar well, I did Hunt. last year. Oh, I did the hunt. I did. <laughs> That's right. I played the guy. <laughs> yeah that's good it's great <laughs> that was amazing yeah so i get to do it again i'm i, I can't wait good but you haven't good. you have yet to, to have to promote the cleaning lady right like you have yet to do it i haven't read anything i think they've run your promos inside our game they but do I don't see any yeah they do for sure i'm sure at some point they will maybe during the play Maybe during the playoffs, but the thing, no. We, I mean, if they, if I don't, that means they're not taking it seriously. So you better hope I do. Right. We'll talk to Charlie. Charlie and I email. Um, yeah. We air on January third, and that's prior to the playoffs. Right when playoffs are sort of starting. Right. Yes. Well, yeah. We air on the side of caution. Oh, I love sides of caution. That'd be another nice neck tattoo for you. Or, you know, a steakhouse where it says sides. You got cream spinach, cream corn, caution, mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want I don't want to order too big. Like, uh, should I err on the uh, side of caution? <laughs> um, I'll have a side of caution, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah everybody's gone from the podcast hey maxime come in and say hi because we're about to wrap up our uh, podcast maxime bonjour maxime come here maxime benaka por favor hey, come say hi bonjour hi hi how are we doing how are you because i'm wearing headphones love that tell him i say que tu, tell him i said qu'est-ce que tu fais maintenant What's he says qu'est-ce que tu fais maintenant I'm giving golf lesson to Joe, and Joe just became one of the best golfer ever over the past three days. I heard he shot 75. Hear that, folks? Yeah. And Tony Romo is a good friend of mine. Joe Buck is way better. <laughs> you heard that. You heard it right there. From the man from Martinique. Maxine Blandin, everybody. Ooh. Round of applause. Da, 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 da. Well, that okay, was cool. we're getting off the podcast because Oliver's kids are in his room. I know. You Maxime know, just came back. Real quick, what we're doing, what we're doing is is um, it's um, we call it mini Christmas. The kids like to do it. The tree is up. We each get each other a present, one present each. We go to Target and we have sort of a, a dollar amount we have to stay under, and then we have a little festivity and we do a little Christmas, early Christmas, and we exchange gifts. And this is what the kids are doing now. We have to go, we have to shop, and they're on my ass. So okay, maybe uh, once you uh, have one of the kids buy you a sat phone. I have one. I just got to find it. You won't find it, so I, I have to buy you another one. Yeah, they're too expensive. It's not in the budget. Um, all right. Have fun. Play well. I hope to see you sometime in person. Have a fun uh, night. It would be great. 
yeah, don't don't die on the sea. No, I know. And uh, play well tomorrow, will you? But if you do die, yes, make sure they put you by the by the desserts in there. Of course, dude. I want them to actually position my body in like a funny way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or just my hands out like this and like they could put beer in it like cold beer so you could take it out you know <laughs> that'd be great yeah ice cream in one hand beer in the other that's right weekend at ollie's i like it all right all right joseph bye bye see ya. listen to daddy issues on the iHeartRadio app on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Daddy Issues is a production of Cavalry Audio and iHeartMedia, produced by Margot Carmichael. Sound engineering and editing by Josh Windish. Executive produced by Joe Bach, Oliver Hudson, Dana Brunetti, and Keegan Rosenberger.